And I know for I know for me when I when I hear Tony and I hear Dr. Joe and I hear Brene Brown yeah. and and all the amazing people doing great work out there. For for me, if I take it and I learn it and I write it down, but I, then I speak it again and I create some content about it, or I, I teach someone else, or I come on a podcast and talk about about something. For me, that ingrains it more in in my head and my mind and helps me learn and embody it that much further. Life is going to give you challenges, struggles. It's going to force you to face your fears. Even though these may feel like your worst enemy, in truth, these are actually your greatest allies. My name is Lance Isios. Welcome to the University of Adversity. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the show. You know what? Sometimes I like to think back and think about the things that I've done along the way on this podcast journey as to like what I could have done better, what I should have done and start implementing that now, now that I know better. And you know, one of those things is something that I really recommend to everybody is make sure that you are, if you're starting a podcast or if you're starting whatever it is journey you're on, make sure to start with YouTube. YouTube is super, super important. And to be able to have the video version of your show, although it does take extra time, is, is really, really important because a lot of people like to watch the video content. And I personally watch podcasts on YouTube. And I know things are going to be changing now in the next few months because of Joe Rogan signing with Spotify and all that. And the video world is going to change for sure. But for now, you know, getting all your, and that's what we've done with University of Adversity now. I don't know if some of you guys know, some of you don't. We've really been kind of pushing it even in our social media content to go check it out on YouTube because um, we want to grow that also. And something that I should have done in the beginning, I don't like to say the word should, but <laughs> it's something that I wish I would have done. And now we're doing it. So we released all of our biggest, you know, the big big name guests, the athletes, the authors, the, the, the celebrities, all that kind of stuff. Um and, and we're slowly going to go and release all of them. Everybody, every guest is, is just as important as the next. But, you know, we had to have a strategy as to like who we're going to release. And it does take time. So that's something that we're doing. And I really, I really would love to see you guys go and subscribe to YouTube because I'm going to be hitting that really hard as well with more content of my own also different things and that's something that I really want to focus on because video is awesome, right? Like I love video. Most of you probably do too as well as the audio, like this is still going to be, you know, the same places everywhere you listen to podcasts, right? And I push Apple right now because of the rating system is because when you subscribe to Apple, basically the influx of subscribers pushes you up the ranking. And that's helpful for the show because you want to be seen in the top. Um, University of Diversity has been in the top 50 in every country. It's grateful for that but it goes up and down depending on the number of subscribers. And it's really important to have the ratings. If we can get five-star ratings, the, the more the merrier, right? So we're almost, we're in the hundreds, but or hundred and something, I think 120, but like to get more. But that's the kind of stuff that helps it show up and helps it grow as well as YouTube. So that's something that I wish I would have done in the beginning, but I didn't. So I highly recommend to you guys, any podcasters out there, to get the effort, put in the effort, get somebody to help you and, and put it on YouTube because... It's important. And that's what we're going to be doing. Not every episode is going to be on there, like I said, but we're slowly working on getting there. And that's at one point they will be there. And I, my goal for the show is to eventually do these in person, right? Like the Tom Bilios, the, the Joe Rogans, 
um, Brian Rose, like Aubrey Marcus, these ones, that's what this show is going to be. So YouTube's going to be a huge part of that. So I really, really suggest doing that for everyone listening and for content creators. And yeah, so subscribe to YouTube, stay on top of all the episodes as well as um, if you listen to audio, Apple, and you can listen to it anywhere else as well. But uh, just wanted to give you guys that because I haven't really talked about us launching on YouTube yet. I kind of forgot. I have to remember because I get in the pattern of just saying going to Apple, but YouTube is huge and we're going to really start pushing that. So, so about today's guest, he's awesome, dude. We are both from Vancouver. We connected a good friend of ours, Johnny Can, another amazing guy that's going to come on the show who's been on a big transformation, introduced me to Michael Tranmer. And a little bit about him, he's the author of the Satori Ananda, which is Awaken to Happiness, a memoir about the life transformation he experienced in following the sudden end of his marriage. Michael also works as an engineer in the highly specialized field of coastal engineering, where he designs and builds infrastructure along the British Columbia coast. Michael embodies and speaks on transcendent leadership, drawing on experiences from his own personal and professional life to empower young leaders. As an adventure athlete and Ironman finisher based in Vancouver, Michael has found his dharma of living and creating his dream, his dream life while helping others do the same. So a lot of us forget about breakups and how much they impact our life. And I'm one of them too. Like each one teaches us something so special about ourselves and they're they're really challenging right like especially for men they don't really talk about them that much so i think it's important for us to open up the conversation and to be able to talk about these things and i've talked about mine in the past and you know they they, there's so many things positives that come out of them and then you know the negative side of things is just it's it's an aspect that we know that we have to learn from right? Everybody's a teacher. And if you can treat each relationship as a teacher, just like everybody you meet, that's where like the value comes in. So it's never a waste of time and you always learn a lot. And usually if it ends, it ends, something better comes out for both of us. And for me, I'm not one to hold grudges to anybody, any exes or any of that. I think it's important. You spend this time to with a person and you know, you want them to be happy. So um, with this conversation, Michael talked about his, the impact that his breakup had and it was it was challenging, but now he's been able to like completely change his mindset, change his life and go on to do some amazing things. So it was a great conversation. I know you guys will enjoy it. And if you do get value, as always, it's really appreciated if you leave a review on Apple because right, the more the more reviews we get, the more the show will grow. So Enjoy the show, Michael Chandler, coming right up. And we're live. Michael, how are you doing, man? Thanks for coming on the show. I'm doing great. I'm doing great, brother. I appreciate you. appreciate the opportunity to get introduced <laughs> to your community. And I know how much work and effort it is to, to pull something like this together on your end. So yeah, just so grateful to be here. Yeah, man. Awesome to have you as well. Um, Mr. Johnny Can connected us, which is awesome. He's yet to still come on the show. He's supposed to come on a while ago, but... Yeah, you know, Johnny's a magical man. He's just waiting until his aura is all right and his energy yeah. is fully aligned. Then he'll just float in here and just drop all sorts of magical, magical bombs on you. And 
Yeah, I saw you also had my my great friend Deidre on here, and then oh, yeah, Eric awesome. Salzenstein as well. So just so many gems that are that are yeah. dancing through your your zone here. Man, I'm so blessed. Some of the people I get to connect with, like yourself, it's just like there's so many awesome people doing you know amazing things these days, and especially during a time like this, you know that's what people need. You know, people need that that medicine that everybody has, and you know. You being from Vancouver, we're both in the same city. Um, I was kind of curious as to like, first of all, to kick things off, like how has it been for you the last five, six months during all this? And, you know, maybe, you know, what has been your biggest takeaway or growth lesson during all this? Yeah, it's been, it's been a roller coaster for me. And I think that's been similar for a lot of people. I remember early on, it's been almost six months now. I remember those really early days back in March when things were just getting shut right down. Yeah. You know, me and me and all my spiritual buddies were like, yes, this is it. This is perfect. This is the wake up call that the world needs. Everyone's going to start vibrating the same. And, and I still feel and, and believe that this is, this is a real wake up call. This, this slowdown that has been happening but things got really hard after that. Like I'm, I've been, I've been isolated for, you know, I think I went six or seven or eight weeks in the beginning without actually connecting in, in the real world with another human. And that was so very challenging for, for me. So on, on my end, it's been the isolation that's been very hard that that's opened up a little bit over the past couple months but it's 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 been definitely interesting and but i really think it is just like you mentioned in the beginning it's, it's such an opportunity for people that that have some leadership that have some light within them that have a different way a different perspective of positively framing all that is going on this is this is this is our opportunity to shine and to to actually be real real leaders yeah yeah and it's it's actually like you know it's the real life happening of it right it's you know we can do all the things and practice all the tools and all the mindset and all the drills but and like it's useless if we can't use it when you know shit hits the fan and i feel like it's been a really good test for all of us you know in our own ways you know because it kind of brings whatever we need to face into the light you know especially during a time when we're so used to doing these things that you know, going out and this, the simple things in life that we're used to, right. And yeah. not having that for a while. And I mean, Vancouver wasn't as bad as some places, but like, it was definitely a chance to really kind of grow. And at the same time, it was a great chance to connect online and build, you know, cultivate relationships as well. So did you build any like new, like, did you start any new relationships with people or different things that you probably wouldn't have done otherwise? Uh, I, and I, I come, I come from the realm of, you know, everything happens for a reason. Everything yeah. is happening for us to help us, to help us right. go and grow in the right direction. And, and just touching on, on, on one point you had about, you know, how this is our, our time to shine and, and showing up with the right mindset and using all the tools. Yeah, that happens quite a bit of the time, but I know for me, there's certainly some very dark days in the, in the beginning and in the middle, I've been, been vibing pretty high lately, but just wanted to mention that even though we have all the tools and a lot of people are perceived to have their things together, mm. it's not every day has, has been glory for sure. But for, for me, this is, this is, this was exactly what I needed, which was the real opportunity to, to slow down and have that, that dark space to actually finish the book that I've been working on. 
because back going back to to April, I, I I took the opportunity where we were all locked down and and in front of our screens quite a bit, where I actually and I was still working on the book. I was still working through the edits at that time, but I I set it up where I would read a chapter each night live over Facebook and Instagram. And, and do edits at the same time. And I had a dedicated group of people that actually showed up and, and went the distance with me. But that was, that was a step that I really needed to, to take to, first of all, put the content out there and, and, and get some feedback on that, but to also advance the edits to the, the place that they needed to go to. And that wouldn't have happened without this, this shutdown. Interesting. I want to circle back to your book in just a minute, but let's let's take it to back to the beginning a little bit. How about walking us through a little bit of your journey? And if you can think of one of the biggest struggles or adversities that you've faced in your life that has the most impact on your life today. Yeah, I mean the the biggest adversity was the end of my marriage and and if we fast forward back about three years exactly to this time, I've kind of be, been reliving the the month of August lately, where we're recording this now, three years back. And my life three years ago was was pretty great. I mean, we were I had an engineering job. It was it was good, but not but not great. Not my ultimate fulfillment. I wasn't I wasn't reaching my my full potential uh and i was in this relationship and and we were married but over the course of this summer three three years ago this this gap this distance started to to develop and and she kept on telling me at this time in august about three months ago that you know it's just a phase everything will pass and and so that's i didn't think too much about it i was a little concerned but it was it was nothing that that it caused me too great too great a concern and we had been married for six years together for 12. But then fast forward a couple months to November of 2017. And I was on a trip, a work trip to California. And, you know, I've been, I was, was calling her and texting her and just not getting any reply at all, which was very uncharacteristic. Mm-hmm. And then when I came back at the end of the trip, that, that Tuesday night, it was in early November. I remember coming into the same condo that I'm that I'm in now and and I opened the door it was late on a Tuesday night and I saw her and she had put herself to sleep on the couch in our living room. Hmm. And I knew in that moment that that since I had been gone on that short trip that everything had shifted. And then it was only a couple of days after that where where she told me that she was no longer in love with me and then she moved out. Oh man, that's, yeah, it's never easy. What do you think, like, what was your thoughts when that first realization came in? Like, did you, because sometimes when we're on a grow, when we're growing, because this happened in my relationship too, you know, we're growing in one direction and they're not, and they're, they're staying the same, you know, we just fall out of alignment and sometimes we feel like it's our fault, but really it's actually like the it's a greater purpose that we have to get out of that. Otherwise we won't be able to get to where we need to go, which is it's hard at the time, but I mean, that's what happened in mine. And, and now I can look back and go, man, I'm so grateful for that because if I stayed in that energy, wouldn't have been able to, you know, get to where I need to get to. And, you know, I guess, yeah, my question is what were you like, what was the thoughts in your head after that? 
were you upset at yourself or were you like what was going through your mind yeah and it was there was a lot that started going through my mind and for me it was a little different it wasn't like i had been grow we had we i had been personally growing or okay. she had been personally growing we had both been really stagnant in our in our lives and my my growth has happened over the last almost three years now. But the the first thoughts that that went through my mind were just just ultimate pain and and grief and sorrow and sadness and and I just couldn't believe that this was happening to me. I, I soon grew to to realize that it was hap it happened for me. But you read about all these things and all these hard times that people go through, and you never you never think that they can happen to you but but what happened was I, I instantly started trying to understand as an engineer I had to understand why things went wrong and how I had gotten to that place because I was going to do everything possible to ensure that I never got to feel this amount of pain again right yeah that's uh those things are relationships are so challenging and there's so many different ways that people just, you know, people automatically turn to booze or drugs or other stuff. And it's, it's just so important to like, to feel it and process it, you know, and how did you, what were some of the steps? Did you kind of, did you fall into a downward spiral at all? Or did you, you know, walk us through that? Because man, getting through that is, is one of those things that it's like the, one of the hardest things in life. Right. Yeah. And being able to see it as like it's happening for you. And it's so hard in the moment to know that. It's yeah. usually it's like, fuck off. It's not happening for me. Well, this shouldn't happen. You know what I mean? It's so easy to 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 be the victim in that situation. So what are some of the things you did to get out of that that hole, that dark place? Yeah, and it was a process and this didn't happen right away. And it was really over the course of four to five months where I it took me that long to get to a to a better place. But at the same time where I was feeling these it was it was it was it was a true awakening because I, I was I was feeling this depth and this sorrow that I had never felt before, but I also had this 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 blank canvas, this real opening and space in my life where I could go whatever direction I wanted. I could put whatever future I wanted on there now that I was I was free. I didn't want to be free, but but that's what I I had. But the the very first thing I did, and I don't know where this 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 poll came from, but I started writing. I started journaling and I, That's what I did too. immediately, I, 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 again, I'm, I'm going to keep seeding the book cause it's so on my own mind and, and it's there, but I write about this in, in the book about how I, how I went into my, into my, my bedroom and dug through this closet cause my dad had always given me these journals and I'd always been like, great, thank you. What am I going to do with this? So I just been putting them in a, in a pile. But one of the very first things I did was went to get a blank journal and just started writing. I started writing all the questions that I had about the relationship, about myself and about where I could have behaved differently in the past. And it was, it, there were a lot of hard truths that got learned in there because a lot of my personality from the past, I wasn't, I wasn't a, a bad person, but there were certainly parts of it that I wanted to, to round out and improve going forward because I wasn't projecting the person that I wanted to be, the person that I was on the inside. So it was, it was definitely, but I had to write this stuff down and get clear on it. And at the back of the journal, I had all these lists of ongoing questions I needed to just figure out the answer to. 
And apart from the journaling, I would take a little journal out around around town. I started just walking a lot through through the neighborhood, and it was November, and it was Vancouver, and it was dark, and it was raining, and it was it was it was hard, but it was perfect, and it was beautiful because I'd have all these these thoughts and these questions that I wanted to to have answered. So I'd write them down in my book, and I'd get home, and I'd and I'd think about them, and I'd think about them. It's so important. That's what helped me in my breakup too, man, just to process it. Even though I knew like it wasn't it was the ending, it was the right thing. It was like doing a meditation and journaling and just writing out, just brain dumping, man. Like this stuff that just comes out. It's like fascinating. Mm-hmm. And even just sitting yeah. here, even just sitting here, like I haven't journaled a while lately and it, you just don't feel the same when you, when you journal and you just dump that stuff out. It's like this, you has a profound effect on your life. It's like everything in your subconscious is like coming out and you like, it's, it's fascinating, man. And I I love hearing that. So that really, so was that journaling sort of what took you into wanting to write a book or like, was a book something you wanted to do or did that just sort of evolve into like from your journals into like what, so it's called Satori Anada. How do I say that? Is that the right? Satori Ananda. Ananda, yeah, I mean, cool. Awaken to happiness. Yeah. That's amazing. And it's a whole story about how that that name came to be. But it's uh, a book was never something that I had aspirations to write. I mean, I went into engineering because I didn't like English and I didn't like writing and I couldn't really understand things that I uh, had read back when I made that decision back at, at the end of high school. But early on, I was I was having all these realizations and these epiphanies about about who I was and how the relationship had came to be and then what I wanted to create going forward. And I and I write about this and I remember going out to to dinner with one of my friends who was a journalist. And I'm like, you have to write about what is going on with me. And she just looked at me with with such you know, pity and, and empathy, because here I was just, you know, bawling my eyes out at the out at the time out for dinner on, on main street for the same time, there was so much going on that was new in my head, so many new connections and, and realizations that were happening. And I, I didn't yet know how to articulate them and, and, and describe what was happening. But I, I, I knew that I needed to, to find a way to, to share everything that I was learning, but it wasn't until several months later in, in the journey where I, I, you know, I had, I had a friend of mine who I'd all lined up to, to write about my book and really translate my journals into, into the story. But, but that didn't work out either. And then a couple of steps later, I realized that there's really only one person to write this. Talk about, so if we fast forward, all this happened in November, 2017. In May of 2018, I took some time off work and I, I went on this this spiritual journey through Central America, surfing and yoga and meditation and just absolutely incredible for, for two and a half months. And it took me that two and a half months to, to work through about seven months of the journal and, and piece together a very, very rough draft of this manuscript that has been massaged quite a bit over the last two years. So yeah, it took, took two and a half months writing every day and I followed Stephen King's guidance of just writing a thousand words every day and it was it was so beautiful this the space I was in down in these little huts and and traveling and writing on beaches but I would just go into this absolute meditative state for two to three hours and write out and process really it was really one of my ways to, to get closure on all that would all that had happened 
but I would just go through and get in this absolute zone and, and write for those two to three hours every day. All right. Here's a question. If you know that you need to get into that zone, like you have to get there, how, like, what do you do to program yourself to get there? Yeah. And ultimately I try to get there each and every day to do an element of focus work. So, so for me, it's, it's the morning routine. Yeah. It's the morning routine, starting with, with gratitude. I write out 10 things that I'm grateful for in the present and 10 things that I'm grateful for that are coming in my future. And this is, this is a beautiful exercise to start the the day with. Oh yeah. Then I, then I roll into the same meditation that I've been doing for the last two and a half years. And then I'll ideally go out for a run or, or do yoga. And if I, if I hit that each and every day, I, I set myself up for, for success. It doesn't happen every day. Sometimes I, I sleep in on the weekends or sometimes I get up even earlier and go do an adventure. But for the most part, uh, that gets me in the state to, to kick some butt. That's funny, man, because that's, I've done that as well. And that completely changed my life doing that. It's yeah. The meditation and then writing to 10 grateful things you're grateful for and why it's like, got that from um, the book, the magic back in the day, Rhonda Byrne. It was amazing, man. Like I was given that. And at first I had a lot of resistance to like kind of doing that. It didn't make sense. But then you start to, you start to like factor in people like Dr. Joe Dispenza and you start to learn like the science of it. I've talked about this millions of times. It's like, that gave me that element of belief that this is actually real. And you actually, life just starts to change, you know, like things just start to flow and you're right every day. If you, I mean, you can't beat yourself up because if you don't do it some days, we have the tendency to beat ourselves up and that actually puts you out of a a good vibration by beating yourself up. So you got to allow yourself to like make mistakes, but like at the same time, man, do you feel dialed in when you get that done? Yeah, absolutely. And then, I mean, even, even before getting on this recording, the, the best thing I can do is just, just clear my mind and put on some, some tunes and, and sing and dance and, and get in that state. And, and I, I mean, I've, I've actually got the laptop resting on Becoming Supernatural, Dr. Joe Dispenza right here. And again, I, I write about him a bunch in the book because he was, he was the gift that was given to me from, to help me to help me believe a lot of this woo-woo spiritual stuff, because as a as an engineer, as a oh, yeah. as a guy with a science background, I was like, <laughs> I got to understand this first if I'm fully going to get dialed in. And and the way he did it, and the way he explains it, and continues to, it it was something that I could really attach to. I think he's doing some of the most important work on the planet right now. You know, and same with Bruce Lipton, like really making this mystical concept real. Like it's, it's amazing. And just like, you know, that's the thing, someone that you, you want, you want the science of it, right? You want to see that this is working. And I think a lot of people are waking up to that now. Yeah. Right? Well, and I, I love the work that, that he does, but I, I don't know if I would say it's the most important work on the planet. I think it's, it's, it's him fulfilling his Dharma and his destiny as, as, and communicating what he knows based on his background in the best way. But I would also argue that the work that you're doing and spreading your message is, is equally important. And the work that I'm doing, putting a book out there and just, just sharing from a different angle, because we can, we can, we can all say similar things, but to, to someone who's learning to someone who's listening and I'm still learning and I'm still listening. So I know I can hear the same things from five different people, but there's, if there's one person that I can really resonate with and really understand their message, then that's what lands for me. 
So there's my point being that there's no shortage of, of people spreading the, the love and the light. So if someone has something great to, to share and they see someone else doing it, that's fine. You, there's, there's plenty of space for, for all of us to, to share the good love out here. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I guess it really comes down to like what you need personally as being, you know, the most valuable. And for me, out of all the things that the time of my life, when the things that I needed to, to switch, he's just one person that I find to have really mm-hmm. done it for me. Right. And the same with Tony yeah. Robbins. Yeah. Tony Robbins was somebody that, you know, one of those people that clicked. And for me, I just have so much gratitude for that because it was the thing you're right. That like person I needed to hear to hit home so that it actually had an impact and actually made a difference and changed what I was doing. But yeah, that you're absolutely right. It can be anybody. It can really be anybody. It just needs to be that right, the right person for you at the right moment of what you need. Right. Mm-hmm. And I know for, I know for me, when I, when I hear Tony and I hear Dr. Joe and I hear Brene Brown yeah. and, and all the amazing people doing great work out there for, for me, if I take it and I learn it and I write it down, but I, then I speak it again and I create some content about it or I, I teach someone else or I come on a podcast and talk about about something for me that ingrains it more in, in my head and my mind and helps me learn and embody it that much further. So if there are people out there that are, are learning new things and they're very excited about it, regurgitate it, like yeah, put it cool. out in the best way that makes the most sense for you because you're, you're going to help and connect with other people, but you're going to help yourself learn and understand it that much more. For sure. Learn to teach, right? Like if you can teach it. Yeah. I find that too. Just anything. And then, but even like having a podcast like this and the stuff that I learn, I'll just, it'll come out and I'll be like, whoa, I didn't even realize I had that in there. And then it just solidifies it even a little bit more, you know? Cool. And we got all this information stored in our brains. You're right. And, and the more that we share it, the more that we can really not only give that to other people, but we actually learn more and we actually get more out of that information. Which is a real, a real switch. And I totally agree with everything you, you said. Um, and especially that last point, because there's a real switch from how I used to operate in my old world, where I was operating from a real place of lack, where I had all this information and things that I could share and, and help other people. But I, I kept a lot of them to myself for fear of, of letting other people get further ahead or having more knowledge or access, whatever it may be. But now when you operate from a space of abundance and unlimited potential, you're, you want to help as many people as possible and empower them in different ways. And by, by lifting other people up and lifting the collective and, and humanity up, we all rise together. There's just absolutely no need to, to keep good stuff to, to ourselves. <laughs> That's so true. Yeah. Like that scarcity, like if I give that to them, then they're going to take what, what's mine, like their piece of the pie. Like we can't all have it. And it's just, we're yeah. so programmed like that. And I'm realizing now it's like, that just creates resistance to everything that you want. Mm-hmm. You know, like there is a certain amount of, of just understanding that there is enough abundance for all of us out there. And I used to think that was a bullshit kind of saying too, like, oh yeah, right, right. But it's, it's true. But as you learn, yeah. you realize you're like, everybody's, you're on your own journey and you have your own ability to bring abundance in all areas of your life but you have to decide that you have to, you can't worry about what other people are doing because they're a completely different human with a completely different story and they have nothing to do with you. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. yeah. 
and there, there, there is no, there is no mind. There is no information. Yeah. Newsflash, hate to break it to everyone, but we don't take any of this where, where we go next. Yeah. And then these thoughts that come into our mind, they're not ours either. We're just here to, to get them out in a, in a way that other people can, can understand and relate. So I'd like to kind of ask you, like, how are you now with like opening up your heart to like a new relationship, like meeting somebody? How is that for you? Like, is that, was that a process or are you, you know, where are you in that, that side of things? Yeah, I really, I, I didn't, I, perhaps there was a box of, of things to not ask about. I probably would have ticked that one, but no, again, I appreciate, appreciate you. <laughs> you went there, but no, this is this. I, I think I'm open to it. I think I'm ready. Has it happened? No. And it's been three years. Do I, do I think that's for a reason? Absolutely. Uh, it's, it's been an absolute real process for, for me in the way, the way I've dealt with it and, and approached it is, to really sit with those uncomfortable feelings of, of being alone and spending a lot of time alone over the last three years. And that, that was, that was something in the beginning that I was very afraid of and that I wanted to avoid because it was very, very uncomfortable. But now, now I really savor most of the time that I spend by myself because I, I get to have these great insights and do all the things that I love to, to do. But I, I, I know when I do my, my gratitude and I have this vision of my future that I just have the most absolutely incredible relationship in my future. Is, is there some additional energy and, and things that I need to learn to, to get to that and, and synchronicities that need to happen? Absolutely. Do I, am I impatient about that happening sometimes? Absolutely. Do I believe it's going to happen at the right time? Yeah, for sure. But it's, it's, it's been a challenge for me. I, I was never one to, to do a lot of dating or distract myself with, with girls, but I am absolutely looking forward to it and, and believe that it's, it's going to be a great part of my future. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I asked that because that's something that for me was a big thing because in most of my relationships, I kind of got into them just because it just felt like the right thing to do. And I was in a different mindset. Like I needed this to fill the, this thing that I need. And now, and you probably agree with me too. It's like when you, when you realize you're independent and you understand like how powerful you are, you're not willing to give that up. Like there's non-negotiables now, you know? And, and for me, it's the same. It's like, there's certain things that I put up with in the past that weren't there that I was like, Oh, maybe I'll, maybe maybe it'll it'll happen later and it's like no it's like it's got to be like a staple like a value like a, a you know um something of importance in that person so you know and it's it's hard because we want to like part of us wants to settle down to have somebody but then we don't want to you know we want to make sure that we're staying true to ourselves and our heart and staying open for that and um yeah i mean it's it's all part of the journey, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And the key you nailed on there, when you become so powerful and, and ingrained and, and grounded in who you are and, and what you believe in and, and what your life is going to be and what you are creating, you're, you, don't, you don't sacrifice that. If, if, when, when the vibration comes together that supports that and uh, augments that journey, then, then it's, it's going to be so obvious that it's on. But there's, there's no settling and, and sort of deviating from the path of, of who you are and what you are. Once, once you realize 
who you are and, and what you're made of and, and what you are capable of, you know, you're only going to pull into that close, that close relationship, something that is going to support that. And you're going to support them on their journey as well. So on a day-to-day -day basis for you, like, what are you, what are you struggling with? Like, what's a challenge for you? And is that different than it would have been, you know, back in the day, 10, five, 10 years ago? Are the struggles different or are there still this sort of the same things lingering? Walk us through that a little bit. Like, what do you, what challenges you on a daily basis? Yeah, what challenges me now on a daily basis is, and this has been new over the last three years since I've come to appreciate what this term means, but just staying in the moment, staying present and, and not being impatient. I, I didn't know what those being present and, and past and future really meant prior to three years ago. But thinking about it now, what used to bother me and challenge me back in the day really was that same thing. I was just coming at it from a, from a different angle. In the here and the now, it's, it's, just, it's just being present. It's, it's realizing and appreciating that everything's going to unfold at the, the right time. For, and specifically, it's been some, some angst about getting the book out on time and, and, and getting the right relationship and, and getting to these places that I'm manifesting in my life. But we need to, we need to appreciate that all these pieces of the, the universe, when it's such a transition and a shift from the path that we are on, all these, all these puzzles take a little while in the 3D realm and the linear world to get pieced together if it's such a radical change from, from the path that we were on. And, and all, I, I, sort of see, I sort of see my, I've been thinking about this. Let me run this one by a, by a lance. I've, been, I've been, been thinking about manifesting and creating everything that's, that's coming into our world really as a vending machine. So up here we have what we want to create the love and the joy and the gratitude relationship and the success in the middle of any machine we have sort of the stagnant settling for jobs relationships careers whatever it is in the bottom is is all the crap we want to avoid the hate the fear the the lack all the bad stuff but instead of instead of putting money into this vending machine we we access our future by by our vibration, by our energy that we put out there. And so to maintain this, this high vibration, this gratitude, this love, this being open, this being joy, by staying up at this vibration, you're going to make that connection to this reality that you want to, that you want to create, that you want to live in this 3D existence. But if, if you sink down to sort of settling or you think sink down to even worse, the hate and the fear and all the stuff that's going on in the world right now, you will attract exactly what you do not want to attract. So for me, it's just about being present, being patient, being grateful, being we're so we're so grateful here in Vancouver for so many things. But I know by by keeping that vibe and keeping the intention and clarity on, on what I want to pull into to my life and the life of other people, this will come together and it's gonna be beautiful. And it yeah. is beautiful. That faith, the faith that it's gonna come together and we don't have to have all the answers in the moment, but having that knowing that you're doing your best in the present moment and having faith in that it's all going to work out for our highest good. Right? Exactly. And it's so easy to just because of our past or past things failing that, that this thing is going to fail too, but it's completely different. It's a whole different situation. And this, this false story that we tell ourselves can get in the way of this brand new, beautiful opportunity. And just saying that with myself, you know, I, I did an NLP session this morning with, um, with, with, with a buddy of mine and he put me through this 
And it's just amazing how those past, those stories that aren't even real, just sit there and block us from abundance. Mm-hmm. Like, but we, we allow that to happen and it's, it's crazy, you know? And it's, it's, it's really, it's fascinating. I think just that surrender of letting go, like knowing you having the outcome, like knowing you have a plan or a goal or, or intention, but mm-hmm. not getting so wrapped up in if it happens exactly the way it is, just acceptance and just allowing that to just flow, you know? Yeah, we can't be too worried about the how, but you have to have yeah. the intention. And that's yeah. something else that I was really lacking yeah. in my past. I, 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 I had something I'm, I had on my to-do list to create future goals for myself, but I had this on my to-do list for like five or seven years. And I just never did it. So, of course, my life prior was just kind of stagnant and not really going anywhere. But now I'm, I, I have goals for the week, the month, the quarter, the two-year, three-year, five-year. And some of them get hit, some of them don't, and some of them are big. But I, I can't get too worried about the how, about how all of them are going to come together. Yeah, we have to take steps towards them. But you really have to have, have faith that, that things are going to work out. And for a lot of people sitting here right now listening, and I know this is true for myself and perhaps for, for you as well, everything up to this moment has worked out perfectly, really. There have not been any failures. So if you're in a space... Isn't that, isn't that amazing? But if yeah. you're in a space right now where you feel like you're failing at something or something's not going wrong, how can that be if everything in your past has worked out to get you exactly where you need to be? Yeah, it's all perspective. It's all being empowered and it's all like, yeah, it's, it's really fascinating how where we're at right now is it all happened for the, for the purpose of what's meant to happen. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, you know, what, what do you see as far as, you know, within your community or people you work with that people struggle with most? Like, do you, what do you find that is like a common thing that usually is like, uh, again, you know, like, what do you, what do you find that to be? And specifically in the, in the engineering world, and uh, I don't think I'll go down this path, but it, it's really communication in the engineering world, which is fascinating because I used to suck at communication, but now I'm getting on all these video calls and, uh, and I've been in Toastmasters for, for a while now and I've gotten into public speaking and, and all of that, but just to be able to communicate clearly and, and effectively could solve a lot of problems. But that's, I'll put, that, put a pin in that one for now. I think in, in, a, in a more sort of global sense is that we're all trying to get somewhere. And I was texting with my buddy yesterday about this. He's like, uh, I got to work early. I'm going to get all my stuff done and get ready for the weekend. And then I got this time off and I'm always trying to get ahead. And I'm like, and I'm like nowhere to go. And he's like, Oh, I know that because we both studied Eckhart Tolle so much over and over, but we both had to keep reminding ourselves over and over that, that, that this here in this moment is, is absolutely all, the, all there is. And being here with you right now is, is so special and connecting and having these amazing conversations. Yeah. There's nothing else to do. This is, this, is, this, is, this in this moment is the beauty of life. Yeah. And, and I, what came to me when you're saying that it's like, it's the same thing when we're talking about success, I got to get this or do that. It's like, no, if you can be grateful that you like, we're successful right now, 
like having being able to talk on a on a computer or have the technology live in a city like all these things like if we were to list all those things like we've already won like we're already successful Dude. right and that gratitude man just get goosebumps saying it it's like that gratitude for what we have is enough to bring in more of what we want but it's yeah, so easy it, to forget yeah. that right and there's nothing wrong with wanting more more and not more more stuff and more crap and more waste and all of that and it's okay to to have a few material items that bring sure. us joy I, lo I love the art behind me on the wall but we yeah. can there's no limit to the amount of, of love and joy that we can bring into this world and people that we can impact and that's that's the more that that we can that we can bring in repeatedly yeah man you got me thinking about when every time i talk to somebody that's writing a book or like written one or writing one it just it, it feels that fire for me that much more i want to write one so bad man and I, i'm curious to ask you like what kind of things did you have a, any blocks did you have like i know everybody gets writer's block or whatever maybe you didn't but like was there some real challenges that you know self-sabotage thinking you're not good enough like walk us through a bit of your journey with writing the book yeah. man because it fascinates me yeah it's uh Wow, makes me it makes me a little emotional thinking back now that I'm getting so close to to putting it out there. It's it's been an amazing journey, but very challenging. A lot of a lot of doubt and fear to work through. For for me, the actual writing of that that draft that manuscript over the two and a half months, there was there were no blocks there. I don't it, it was on. It was things were flowing. I was in a beautiful space. I had just been through a very powerful six or seven months. I wanted to get it out. I felt the pull and the call to do that. And I just hammered it out. But like for me, during those little blocks of two to three writing, two to three hours of writing, I would I would get to I would get towards the third hour and I'd start to get a little tired and lose and lose focus. And then I would just stop. I would I would put some I would read ahead in my journal for the next day that I was processing. I'd put some bullet points down about what I was gonna write about the next day. And then I just let that marinate in my mind for the next 24 hours. And then I'd come back and just hit it for another two to three hours. So for me, that process of letting the mind do the work when I wasn't working, that worked really well. But what happened like that was, that was over two years ago now. What's happened between then and now has been just wave after wave of, of challenge and, and, and getting it to the quality that I, that I wanted to put out there. My, my ultimate goal, and I think many writers have the same one, is to be number one New York Times. And I know there, there's two ways to get there. One way is, is magic, and we're going to take that route. The other way is to, to have a budget about $200,000 and go a different direction. But I knew all I could do is, 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 is create this product that was, that was of a good enough quality to, to let the magic happen. And what that meant was going through wave after wave of, of getting the wrong editor, wasting thousands of dollars of, of hearing that it wasn't good enough and, and needing to hear that because it wasn't good enough. And then leaving it for, for six months at a time and just putting it away. And then, and then finally having the energy to, to call in some, some new editors to help me. And, and then even pivoting from them towards the end, because I, I, I had this urge to get it done a little bit quicker and, it was it was just wave after wave of of fear and doubt and then not until i actually read it like i mentioned earlier to the folks online i knew it was good 
But until you put it out there and hear from other people and get that little bit of validation, you don't really know. Yeah, that's that's kind of the scary thing too, eh? It's like you want to hear it, but you don't want to almost. <laughs> like I know that I would be like, fuck, I don't know if I want to tell anybody because then it means that what I did sucks or obviously I think it's normal, but like especially I've heard with publishers and that it's like, it's brutal. Like they change things around and it's like the way it was this way. They make it sound, I don't know. It's like, it's a whole process. It fascinates me, but everybody says it changed their life writing a book. Like it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's been, it's been, I've learned how to write. I've learned how to write very well. I've always been able to write technically as an engineer, but to be able to write a, a transformational memoir has just been absolutely such a skill and and it's been so incredible to put so much energy into to building that skill over the last couple couple years but yeah and there have been been times where editors have wanted to change things and i said no this is how it's going to be even even the title for for the longest time for many years people were like you can't use that nobody knows what it means you can't and and so i went through a period of trying to develop a different title and then when i was in nicaragua again earlier this this year I just needed to go down there. There was my one intent to get clear on what the title of the book is going to be. Wow. And as I'm surfing, as I'm meditating and just being in this gorgeous place, I'm like, dude, you know what the title is going to be. It's going to be the one that you got tattooed on yourself back two and a half years ago. And it's going to be the title you've always wanted to use all along. That's so, that's so important. Like you got to stay true to you, right? That is so important. And I'm sure so many people sell out that way because of somebody else, but they don't know your story. They don't know how you're feeling like, and that is so important. Like, and they, they can't, they can't see what you see yeah. either, which is very, very important. When you spend all this time being quiet and meditation and journaling yeah. and, and being alone and you get clear on this vision of your life that you want to have and how it's going to impact people in a positive way. Nobody else can see what that is. Nobody else has that vision. So you mm. need to stand firm on that vision and, and hold on to that. And, and make decisions that are going to support you and everyone else to get to this reality. Yeah, absolutely. What other tips for the, the, the aspiring writers out there who want to write a book? What other things could you give them a, a bit about your, that, that process and that you could recommend for them to take away today? I, I, would, I would decide if you really want to write a book. Is it yes or is it no? And stop, stop fooling yourself. Like, do you want to or do you not want to? And then make that decision and just appreciate that it's going to take a fair amount of energy and effort. So you have to know why you want to write the book. Of course, you know, everything starts with, with why Simon, Simon Sinek. And if your if your reason is because you've been through something transformative and you know, there's pieces in there that can really help people going through their transformations. And that's, I mean, that was the reason I had, and I suspect that's a lot of reasons why many people write books. But you have you got to decide early on, and then you got to be just so open to to asking for the help that that you need. You have to be open to spending money to to get the skills and the editors that you need to create something good. Decide if you're going to write a book, and decide if you're going to write a good book, and then just be be ready to to learn and be humble and to grow and appreciate that whatever timeline you have is wrong. And it's going to take longer and it's going to come out at the right time and the right people are going to show up at the right time to, to help you get there. Yeah. There's, so do you think hiring like a writing coach and that kind of thing is a good idea or 
depends depends on on how quickly you want to put it out there depends True, on yeah. your, your skill at the time i i didn't you know i did a lot of things backwards i just but i knew for me the most important thing was to get that information out and get that content out and process it in, in one place and then un, unravel it from there would it be a good idea to to know how to properly write a, a memoir or a nonfiction book yeah, I would think, uh, I mean, I actually, I, that's actually on my list to, to do now that I'm about to put a book out. I want to go learn how to <laughs> learn all the things that I would have been very helpful before. So I'll take a class over the next, sometime over the next year. But it, you know, depends on your timing and your urgency. Yeah. Learn how to write, absolutely. But, I, you know, do, do, do your story justice if it's a memoir that, it's, that you're considering putting, putting out there. If, if it makes sense to just put it out there, get it on paper and then spend energy molding and, and changing that Then go that route. If you want to learn how to, to be a better writer first, set, set some goals and timelines to get that done this before the end of the year and get at it. Mm. When can we expect it to come out, man? What's, uh, we're looking, we're looking good for September. Can't, oh, perfect. Can't, got, I got some beta on the, uh, it's a pretty magical date that we're looking at for September. I can't share this story quite yet okay. uh, just incredible how things are coming together but we're looking looking real good for september i just couldn't be couldn't be more excited i've had i've had i've had uh i've had more than 20 people read it uh either me reading it to them or them reading it on their own i've gotten such good feedback and i like i said i've been through three different sets of editors working with a publisher now to get it out there so there's been so many people that have had their hands in it the the design for the cover, it's just its just so gorgeous, the person that I got connected with to, to help bring that together. Uh, but yeah, I, for, for me, uh, so for me, what I need to do over these, these next couple of weeks coming up is it's just like what I said before, you know, I have my goals and my intentions that I, I'm bringing in for, for the book, but I just have to keep my vibes high and I just have to keep connecting with amazing people like you and I have to keep putting the love out there and then what's meant to be will be. Yeah, man, you got to get on as many podcasts as possible. To promote that, man. It's uh, I got to get on the right podcast, and this is sure. definitely one of them. So for really sure, man, you. dude. Where so in the process? Where can everybody find you? Check you out, and you know, is there any way that they can kind of get your book, like pre, pre stuff or sign up? Where's the best place to check you out? Best way is social media on Instagram or Facebook. So Instagram Michael dot Tranmer. T-R-A-N is in November, M is in Mike, E-R, or Facebook, or just go to my website, michaeltranmer.com, and you can, you can sign up, and I'll send out. I don't send out emails too often, but you better believe I'm sending some out when the, when the book comes. And if anyone, if anyone resonates with the story after they, they read a little bit about what it's more about the details, about what it's going to be like, what about the book is like, and they want to be part of the launch campaign to to just share the message on social media on launch day, please, please reach out to me and love to have you on board. Awesome, brother. We'll have everything in the show notes for people to check out nice and clear to find you. Um, so I always end with the one question that I ask everybody. And out of all the things that you've been through in your life, what is the one lesson that adversity has taught you? One lesson that adversity has, has taught me, and it's been a real roundabout way to, to, to get to this realization, but it's just so important, the, the thoughts that you put in the head, 
in your head and the words that you speak, just how important those are to create your reality, to create your life. And if you're, if you're always coming from a place of, of fear and you're worried about something that's going to happen and you're speaking poorly about something that you don't want to happen, but you're, you're always putting energy towards potential adversity. Well, guess what? It's going to happen. If you come from another space where you're, you're putting love and energy and your thoughts and positive vibes and all that great stuff and clarity and connecting with the right people and creating a beautiful existence for yourself and all those around you and you spend more time in this space, guess what? That's where you're going. Yeah. Well said, brother. Dude, thank you so much, man. I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to your, to your book. I love the title. Let's see if I get it. Satori Anada. So, Ananda, Ananda, yeah, A, Ananda. there's A, A, N, A, N, A, N, A, N, A, N, yeah, Satori is Japanese, it it's means beautiful. Flash, flash of enlightenment, Ananda's, Ananda is Ananda. Sanskrit for the bliss of being, and uh, the, the book is, the book is amazing, the, the cover, you almost don't need to read the book, but, but please do if you wish, but the cover, <laughs> is gonna, it's going to blow people away, I'm, I'm so excited to, to, to share. So awesome, man, well done. Thank you, Thanks, brother. Thanks, everybody. As I said before, check us out on YouTube. Subscribe on Apple. And you guys listen anywhere else, go there. Whatever whatever uh, floats your boat. But I'm really pushing you guys to go to YouTube and subscribe to that because the video version is awesome if that's how you consume podcasts. And if you got value, share it with a friend. Thanks so much, everybody. Have a great day.